Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey everybody, welcome back to Girls Next Level. We are on part two of Girls Next Door, season one, episode five, Fight Night. So if you didn't listen to last week's episode, please go back and listen to Fight Night, part one, cat fights and cleat chasing. Well, and I have to say too, like um, at the end of that episode, Holly was like, oh, that was pretty, um, I forget what you said, what the words were like, it was pretty sweet or like yeah, sappy. pretty sweet. And or something <laughs> like that. And I'm like, well, because we're talking about all the pets at the mansion yeah. and we're talking about my sister being there for the most part and stuff. Uh, this second half is not that. <laughs> yeah, this is like more of the drama part of this episode. And I listen to our recording of the first half or the first part of this episode and I think Barbie is going to think I'm a stalker because the way I rattle off her bio and just like details of her life and you guys that was off the top of my head like if I were listening to a podcast like that and somebody was rattling off the story of somebody's life I would think they had a pile of notes in front of them (laughs) and I did not that was like all off the top of my head so sorry for stalking your life Barbie but I think you're fabulous no I don't think it's stalkerish at all I think it's amazing that you know so much about like her career and her life and you know how her history yeah I mean she's has led a really cool life yeah so where we left off on last week's episode of the podcast we were getting ready to have lunch with Barbie And I have to say about the scene where we're all eating lunch together in the Mediterranean room, it is a really well edited scene because it's very funny. And the reason it's funny is because everything is edited completely out of context. Like it's not a very real scene. It's not real at all. Like nothing in the conversation is as it was. No. But the editors do a great job making it funny by pasting all these things everywhere. And does it make Kendra look a little airheaded? Yeah. Does it make me look a little bitchy? Yeah. But it's not the worst thing in the world. I'm here to be a good sport for this part of the episode. I think it makes me look bored. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But it's really funny the way they edit it. Like even the part where they have us talking about the fake plants, but they make it seem like we're talking about fake boobs. My my boobs particular, which I'm like, what is happening? Like I forgot (laughs) about that. I was like, what is happening right now? Yeah. And they do all kinds of things. Like they reuse the same shot of me, like with resting bitch face. So it looks like I'm always glaring. They patch Kendra's laugh in at different places. So it looks like she's laughing at random things. She's not laughing at. And weird spots where nobody would laugh at something. Yeah. (laughs) Because I think they're trying to make Kendra look more engaged with Barbie. So they're trying to make Kendra look very engaged with Barbie and me look very bitchy, like I'm scowling in the corner. No, that's absolutely what they're doing. They're making Kendra look like she's 100% interested, doesn't know any of these stories, thinks they're all fascinating and funny. You're being a bitch and don't want to hear any of it. And I'm like bored and disinterested and heard this a million times. That's exactly what they're making it to look like. And there was a thread of that, but not really. Like I was excited to see Barbie and stuff and have her there. But the tiny thread of it that I'm referring to is you're hearing all these stories about Hef and Barbie's life that I'm already very familiar with, but Hef is telling them to Kendra because she's never like heard them or cared to pay attention or whatever. And I felt like 
my middle years at the mansion, like not my early years and not my later years when I was working at the studio, but the middle years being like after Kendra moved in, I kind of felt like I was a third grader who'd been held back in kindergarten for years and years for no reason. Do you know what I mean? I felt like everything was remedial. I was hearing the same old stories again. And it gives you a frustrated feeling of being like, okay, I'm smart enough. I should have graduated to third grade, but for some reason I'm being held back in kindergarten. Like that's kind of the feeling I had during Uh, those years. Yeah. Just hearing the same old stories and relearning everything again. You're like, I've I know this already. I yeah. can tell the story. I mean, I mean, but you know, I'm well prepared for this podcast now. That's why I can tell Barbie's life story exactly with the way I can. I think. Um, don't we say that she's like an hour late to lunch or something too? I don't remember because we're already in there part. eating and stuff. Was she late? I don't, I don't remember. Re- I think she was, but I also think that it's probably the show doing that. Yeah, I think so too. They're probably holding her up. Mm -hmm. And did you notice the do not disturb luncheon in progress sign and how beat up it looked? Yes, but I remember it. I remember it looking like that at the time. I was like, is that from like the 1930s or something? Like where did that sign come from? (laughs) I mean, it had probably been in use since 1971 when they bought the house. Archie probably chewed on it, peed on it a few times. (laughs) It was just a sign that had seen its day. I feel like they do cut it so that Barbie looks like she's getting in some digs too. Oh, that's the theme of Barbie's life in this episode. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't know that, I mean, I'm trying to think about how I thought about it. I know we talk about this all the time, Mm -hmm. but like how I thought about it in the moment, how I thought about it like when we were doing commentary and how I think about it now. And, um, And I know we've already said that there's mixed feelings about that, but I feel like at the time, I didn't really feel like she was being that bitchy. I feel like it was edited to look bitchy. Yeah, well, there's layers to it too because there's how we felt in the actual moment. Yeah. How we felt when we're watching the edited footage back when yeah. the show first came out and how are we feel now with hindsight. So that's what that's why this episode feels so complicated is I feel like for some reason this episode really taps into that element for me and for you too and that's weird and I think it's weird that it hits us both that way because I feel like there was so much more pressure put on me for this episode like because it was supposed to be me versus Barbie yeah but for some reason this is like hitting us the same way and I think that's really interesting well I think I'm feeling it for you because I feel like it doesn't really it's not uh, it doesn't pit me against Barbie in this at all. Yeah. Like I'm just kind of like a, a bystander in this whole episode, but um, but I still really feel it and I feel what they're trying to do. And when I, to be totally honest, when I was watching it back recently, I thought, God, Barbie's being such a bitch. I can't believe it. And then I was trying to remember like back to that time and I was thinking, I remember that luncheon and I didn't remember, I didn't feel like she was being super bitchy. I definitely don't remember thinking she was bitchy at the luncheon at all. I thought the luncheon was very nice very vanilla yeah nothing wrong with it yeah so I'm like thinking back and looking at how it was edited and I feel like it was just edited that way and that's why I'm feeling the way I feel now yeah it was edited to make her look bitchy not as bitchy as they're gonna make her look later right it's it makes it just like she's putting a a few stabs in not really being super bitchy just putting a few like little snide things oh well when we went to africa and when we did that Mm. and stuff as in like you never did this with him but when we were on the big bunny and when we did this stuff yeah and i don't remember feeling that way at the time no like i didn't feel like she walked in there to brag at all no in fact i feel like she was being a good sport showing up to do the show she wasn't trying to act like she was still the lady of the house or still hef's or anything like that yeah I agree so did we shoot 
enlighten me because even though I just went through my scrap well I have my scrapbooks here because I was going to ask you did we do the luncheon before or after the fight night so I'm going to grab my scrapbooks right now okay well because in the show they make it definitely look like it was before right okay guys I got my scrapbooks I'm the queen of receipts yeah it makes it look like that's the first time we're meeting Barbie but let's see no so fight nights first yeah according to my scrapbooks fight night happened first and you know what that explains a lot of things to me that we'll get to later because fight night was more of like the hostile moment i felt between me and barbie both on screen and not there wasn't really major hostility we'll get into it later but i felt like that was more the hostile and then the luncheon was very nice but it makes sense that if the fight night was the first thing and barbie'd had a few drinks it makes sense that that would be more tense you know what i mean and then the luncheon was nice yeah well i really thought it was the other way around the way the show edited it well it kind of messes with our memory too because we remember real life but then we remember the show yeah and it's like what takes hold and what cements itself yeah it's like hard to keep it straight when it's when you have two different realities going on which yeah. we did for a lot of our life yeah so the first time we saw barbie which isn't the first time we ever met barbie no but the first time we saw barbie this time around was at the actual boxing match and then later that night we all went out to the club together barbie joined us it was me you kendra a couple of playmates and barbie we all went to a club called prey spelled p-r-e-y and i remember barbie being really nice and fun and dancing and yeah we had a good time with her that night yeah not bitchy yeah I kind of feel bad because I feel like Barbie gets like a bad rap on this show because just interactions I have with fans on like YouTube and stuff, people hate her. They're like, oh my God, Barbie was such a bitch. And I'm like, I know. Well, she wasn't really. She wasn't really. And I remember, uh, I mean, even people that I talk to and stuff, even like family and friends are like, God, that Barbie was a real bitch, huh? And I'm like, uh, I mean, I see why you say that, but n not really, no. <laughs> But I With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Let's see why people would think it. Well, it's funny because they give, they make it look like um, she's not only being like saying bitchy little comments, but also very judging of us like it looks like she's being very judgmental and that's when they show like that when they were talking about fake or real and they do that whole scene about the plants but it makes it look like they're talking about my boobs and yeah. and have like yeah they make them look so realistic these days huh not like in the olden days and, it, and then i turn around and it's the plants that we're talking about but i feel like that was like their funny little thing like let's make it look like barbie's judging her boobs and then yeah. The show is really about the plants and stuff. And she also asks us if we can cook. And that comment always stuck with me because I feel like back in the 2000s, that was kind of a thing too with like reality TV tropes and like spoiled blonde party girls is ugh, they can't even cook. Like I feel like we were asked that a lot at the mansion. Like, do you guys cook? We weren't and, allowed to. Yeah, and it was always kind of a judgy thing. Like we weren't good women because we didn't know how to cook. Did you feel that way? Well, I knew how to cook and I knew how to bake and I loved to cook cook and I love to bake and but I'm not allowed in the kitchen so uh it's not my role <laughs> yeah it was just weird how we were asked that a lot and I don't think anybody would ask that 
us that question these days. Like if we were in a mansion type scenario now, I don't think people's burning question would be, do you guys cook? But I feel like we got asked that a lot. Yeah. And I always felt, not with Barbie necessarily, but I always felt there was an undercurrent of, you guys aren't even worthy women because you can't cook. The womanly <laughs> art of cooking. That's how I always kind of felt. I did notice we were eating the Olive Garden salad in the scene and oh I want it bad. God, I want the it. mansion made the best version of the Olive Garden salad. I want it too. Sorry, I'm just going through my scrapbook and there was so much going on during this time while we were filming this stuff with Barbie. Like... Because the crazy thing about Girls Next Door is it premiered in August of 2005 and we started shooting in May of 2005. That is the fastest turnaround. Yeah, you're right. Like that is crazy that they even pulled that off. And I have a list in here of all the billboards we had in LA. And this was back before they did digital billboards. So these were static billboards and there were 20 of them just in LA. It was so exciting. We were freaking out that we had billboards in LA and so many of them. And we made it our goal to like go and see, take a picture of every single billboard that we were on. Yeah, I have pictures of us in here. We're all in the limo with Hef and Destiny going to look at a billboard. But I remember later we went, like one of the drivers and security took just me, you and Kendra, and we went to as many of the billboards as we could find and took pictures with all of them. Yeah, it was such a cool thing. Like we were so excited. I'll tell you what wasn't cool is when we had to go do that critics panel. (sighs) That was a nightmare. So one of the first press things we ever had to do for Girls Next Door, and granted, we're in the middle of filming it while we're doing it. We're in the midst. We haven't seen a cut. We don't know what this show is. And we are trotted out to this thing called the Television Critics Association or something like that. It's brutal. So we have to sit on a panel and have all these snarky television critics ask us questions. And I didn't know what to expect. And I remember we were sitting backstage and the show that had to go on before us was a show on E! called Filthy Rich Cattle Drive. What is Filthy Rich Cattle Drive, you ask? Well, let me tell you. This was a show done by Jessica Simpson's father, Joe Simpson. And it was kind of like a simple life type thing where they took all these rich kids on a cattle drive. And Kourtney Kardashian was one of the people. Oh, really? I don't remember that. Robert Blake's son was one of the people. I don't remember who else. But so it was Joe and I don't know who else. I don't think there were any cast members. I think it was just Joe Simpson was up there asking the questions. I could be wrong. But they were so brutal to him, too, and just rude. And why do we care about any of these people? And why aren't your daughters on this? And they were just rude and snarky with everything that they asked. And they were so I knew we were in for it when we went up there. And I tried to be as cheerful and smiling as I could and answer questions and they were just so brutal and rude. And I yes. said something about really liking history. And one of the guys in the audience cut me off and goes, why don't you go to a museum then? <laughs> and I was like, what the, Ew. what the fuck? I remember Kendra turned to me at one point, grabbed my leg and said, what the fuck? Like it was so bad. Well, I think for Kendra, that might've been one of her first press things for Playboy ever because it wasn't pleasant for any of us, but at least you and I had a little more preparation in that area because we had been giving tours of the mansion and done like a few television things. So we knew very much like what Hef would want us to say and things like that. And I'm not sure that Kendra had done 
press before that. I don't, because I'm trying to think, like, did we do anything as a group in, like, 2004? Because that was kind of a quiet year. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really sure how much press she had done before that, but whatever it had been would be minor compared to this because the TCA thing is a big deal. It's got, it's, like, the biggest press junket there is for new television shows coming out, and they are not nice. They are critics, and they're called critics for a reason, and they just don't, they don't understand. They want to know why anybody should care, why anybody would watch this and they were just really really mean and you could tell they did not like us at all yeah it was bad so that was that was stressful so that was going on the billboards were going on so it's like we're getting good stuff but we're getting bad stuff and then the fight night is happening and we're filming and yeah and it just blows my mind that this was all happening while we're in like one of the first episodes that we're filming and like we haven't even seen a cut we're already out trotting out doing press for it like it's crazy the whirlwind that they put this show on the air and it's crazy to me that Hef was excited enough about doing this show that he agreed to that because I feel like anybody with any pull would be like oh no we need more time than three months to get a show together yeah (laughs) I guess guess not not. (laughs) you know what and also at this time obviously before this because the billboards are already out but like think about what it takes to do a billboard and stuff too like we were already doing photo shoots yeah we'd already done our full like promo photo shoot yeah so we had done a lot of stuff to even get to this to this point of billboards and critics thing so Mm -hmm. there was just a lot that went into it in a really really small amount of time and not getting paid and not getting paid we should have been paid just for having to do that stupid critics thing because that was brutal yeah I had to do that critics thing again later on for, for beaches. beaches, and it is just Were like they mean then. Oh too? yeah, oh yeah. Oh god, it's the theme. Ew. So they pan to the backyard, and they're showing like a montage of fight night and everybody getting ready and the playmates in bunny costumes and there was a really perverted shot where the cameras are following the bunnies walking and they are the lens is like up in their back end camel toes oh yeah i I was like you guys come on i liked when they were in the mirror the bunnies are getting ready and they are talking about their ears and how they position them differently to give personality because i forgot about that part of the bunny costume yeah that was very cute because there were wires inside the ears so you could kind of bend them a little bit yeah some personality yeah so like one could be down a little bit while one was up or they could be pulled out further like you could you could yeah give your own personality to them and i forgot about that and i thought that was really cute to show that that was very cute could have done without the back end camel toe shot though that was kind of pervy yeah (laughs) did we talk about how you make the comment in that episode how barbie's too old for him now and it makes it look like you're really catty about it yeah they cut to a confessional of me saying because they're asking me am i jealous of barbie and i'm like no and i can tell by the way i'm saying it that i'm trying to say it in a nice way but also a way that's kind of funny the burn in this joke is on Hef because he won't date a woman his own age. It's not on Barbie. Like, we're all going to get to our 50s at some point. You know what I mean? But they're, like, asking me, am I jealous? And I say something like, no, I'm not jealous because she's too old for him. Sorry. And they make it look like I'm being really bitchy, but it's just a fact of the matter. Like, I just thought it was so dumb that they're trying to set me up as being jealous when I know a switcheroo is not going to happen. Right. So it's just dumb. Want to talk about our ring girl outfits? Yes. So we had seen several fight nights happen at the mansion over the years, and we always wanted to be ring girls. We thought that would be fun. And the playmates did it in bunny costume. And we got permission to do it the year before this for the first time. And we had these cute little Playboy boxing outfits that I think were just merch that the Playboy catalog made. 
Yeah. And we all three wore them. And that's how we did our ring girl thing. It was very cute, very yeah. fun. But Kendra changed out her bottoms because the bottoms weren't skimpy enough for her. Yeah, this is a weird thing. And I don't mean it in a slut shamey way because whatever you want to wear, go for it. But Kendra would always do this thing where we would like talk about what we want to wear and decide to wear like matching things or coordinating things. And at the last minute, she would always like switch into something skimpier. But it would be so, and like, I don't care. Like, I was never wanting to wear the skimpier thing or caring but I just noticed it like it's funny because she would wait until the last minute so we don't have a chance to change like we're stuck matching no matter what we're doing but she's gonna switch it up a little bit and do like the skimpier yeah which is like go for it I don't care I'm not trying to be the skimpiest but it was just something I always noticed it was very I don't know it was one of those little competitive things I feel like I think so too I just know that the the ring girl thing was like a bucket list for me like I was so excited to go and do it and I've gotten to do it since too. be it's very like a fun. ring girl thing yeah. and I love it One thing I noticed is when you're up in your room getting ready, you have these cute framed photos and one is like you're hanging upside down screaming when you're a kid. That's my mom. Oh, talk about those pictures because I noticed those pictures in the background and nobody knows what they are. Yeah. Okay. So um, this is kind of a weird coincidence. When my mom was little, uh, I, I forget how old she was, maybe like first grade or something. Somebody came and plucked her out of class and asked her to come outside and hang upside down from the monkey bars. And they took a picture and they put her in the new Lodi New Sentinel paper. In her, and but they. They twisted the photograph around so it looks like her hair is standing straight yeah, up. Yeah, like she's, and she's screaming, screaming and her hair is standing on end. And it was like to say like, oh, Halloween's this weekend, mm-hmm. you know, like, boo, kind of thing. It was like a little Halloween thing in the newspaper. Well, cut to however many years later, 18 years later, 20, 19 years later, I get plucked out of my Sunday school class one day to go and also do a fall uh, shoot for um, the Lodi News Sentinel where they have this big giant pumpkin. Oh, it was for pumpkin. the same paper? Yeah. That's even weirder. They have this big giant pumpkin and they're talking about fall back, like the hours are falling back. And so they have me pointing to the pumpkin. And so I had my mom's photo blown up and put in a frame. And then I put mine next to it, standing next to the pumpkin. So it's my mom and me standing there. Yeah. But I just think it's so cool because we were both just like, this was not a planned thing. They didn't know that I was related yeah, to the person weird. that did it like however many years before. Like, Yeah, no, I love those pictures. And I forgot about them. And I saw them in the background. I'm like, you have to explain those because other people <laughs> are going to notice. I feel like there's a lot of things in your room you could explain. Oh, <laughs> I could go on for days on little it's things. It's so funny because when I was watching these for YouTube, I was trying to watch it through the eyes of like, in a way, of somebody who'd never seen it before. And I was thinking, if I'd never seen this before, I'd be like, why the fuck does Bridget have a bassinet in her room? <laughs> Somebody asked me that on one of the messages. I don't even yeah. know which social media thing. Somebody said, can somebody please explain why Bridget has a bassinet in her room? Do you want to explain? I guess. <laughs> I feel like I should save it for... Uh, okay, let's save it for when it is more prominently featured in the show. So one thing we do before we go downstairs to be ring girls is Hef had this little balcony off of his room. So we go on the balcony to like look at people. And it's funny because we started doing that after we went upstairs for the big parties. Yeah, right outside my room, the balcony yeah. right there. After all the bedroom nonsense and stuff, we would go up on the balcony and kind of just watch people in the Great Hall. We'd throw Mardi Gras beads if it was the Mardi oh Gras party. God. Yell at people, see if they noticed, and then hide. It was so much fun. It was so much like, we fun. We were in our pink flannel pajamas. Yeah. We were like all cozy, and we would like watch everybody drunk, like who was hooking up with who. Yeah, and, like, and they who did not know they were being watched. And, yeah. yeah, people did not know they were being watched from up there. But, I mean, I mean, they didn't know at first, but we were yelling down to everybody. We'd be like, Beth, 
Beth, Beth, yeah. or Amber, yeah. and stuff. And we would like be yelling it. It was so much fun. We loved that. And it, it was genuinely so fun. But it's funny looking back and I'm like, how Rapunzel was my life that I thought the coolest thing ever was yelling at people from a balcony. <laughs> Because well, it was a theme. I thought that Hef's little balcony out there, I mean, we like never got to go out there. It was kind of an ordeal it to was get out there. behind these hidden doors that had porn in them. Mm-hmm. Like VHS tape on VHS tape. And they were like porn. locked. These doors were like locked. Yeah. And it was behind his like movie screen in his bedroom. And there used to be a hot tub out there, I was told. I was told that too, and yeah. I think that'd been so awesome. Mm-hmm. But so we barely ever got out onto this balcony. So when there was like a party in the backyard, it was fun to go out there and yell. I wonder what all the cameramen from Girls Next Door thought. Like as we're opening the door to go out there, and they see like racks on racks of porn. <laughs> I mean, in a way, probably not surprised, but in a way, it's like, oh, fun day at work today. <laughs> so we have to talk about your Playboy tattoo because it makes a debut. It does. And it's funny because I got the Playboy tattoo not long after I moved in. And I got it because I didn't think I was going to be there very long. I thought this was going to be like a year-long pit stop. And it was like a commemorative of like this fun, crazy journey in my life. Okay. Because I was going to say a tattoo is usually pretty permanent. So why would it be a... No, because it was like a... Yeah, I think people think that. I think people think I got the Playboy tattoo to show like how ride or die lifelong I was. But that wasn't it at all. It was more because I thought it was a temporary thing in my life. And I'm like, I'm going to commemorate this because this is so cool. You know what I mean? Like it reminds me of, I don't know if you've ever seen, but like Katy Perry, every time she does a tour, she gets a little tattoo on her foot. Oh no! Like she got a little strawberry for her first tour. And when she did the California girls tour, she did like a little candy one. It's something like that. It's just like commemorative. Yeah. And plus this was like the era where like the tramp stamp was really cool. Everybody had one. Yeah. And I I did not, but everyone had one. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, this is my, this is my cool commemorative thing. And little did I know I would be there for seven years and did not need a tattoo of it. (laughs) (laughs) Fun fact. I don't have a single tattoo and not because I don't want one. I just don't know what thing I want on my body for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like what one thing would it be? My Playboy Bunny tattoo has been removed. I know a lot of people ask. I started removing it almost immediately after I moved out. It was just like done, which is so ironic because I got it to commemorate something I thought I would be separate from. Like, oh, I'm going to remember this experience because, you know, how cool was it that I got to live at the Playboy Mansion? But right after I left, I was like, bye. (laughs) So you started getting rid of it right away? Yeah. And I have a tattoo now. It's on my arm. It's like a flower of life, sacred geometry, but that's it. How long did it take to get rid of it? Oh my gosh. I don't even remember how many sessions I got because it was over a period of time. Like I started doing the sessions right when I moved out of the house. And then I stopped for a minute because I was doing peep show in Vegas, which is a burlesque show. And I completely covered myself with body makeup in that show. So I didn't want to have like the scars and the scabs because you have to put like ointment on the tattoo removal. Yeah. So I put it on pause for a while and then I was pregnant. So I did another session like in between kids and that's as far as it went, but there's a ton of sessions. Well, I just thought it was interesting Barbie's reaction to it because obviously like we don't think anything of tattoos. Like somebody has a tattoo, I don't think anything yeah but barbie had like a really profound reaction yeah to she it. was like with to have she's like you're dating a girl with a tattoo 
you wouldn't even let me get my ears pierced. And I think it's so interesting that she tells this story about how she got her ears pierced when she was dating Hef and he got mad at her and said, I won't sleep with a girl who has pierced ears. And he denies it and she goes, you did too, you did too. And can I just say, I believe Barbie 100% because that totally mirrors him freaking out when I cut my hair. Right, but how bizarre. You can't even get your ears pierced. You can't have a tattoo. Like, Yeah, it's just crazy how just like cultural standards change and stuff because even in my adult lifetime I feel like attitudes toward tattoos are so different because I remember just being an extra on film sets like when I was in college like if somebody had a tattoo and you were doing a period piece people would freak out because even makeup artists didn't necessarily know how to cover tattoos back then and this is in like the early 2000s or late 90s so it's just crazy how attitudes change so much Mm mm-hmm Can I say it kind of makes me cringe a little bit when Kendra puts the hat to the side on Hef? Me too. Because I feel like it makes him look so bad and it makes him look dumb. And I'm sitting there with a smile plastered on my face like an idiot because in the moment I remember thinking he looked dumb, but I felt like I couldn't say anything about it or else that would make me anti-Kendra. And then I'd be the bad guy. Well, here's the thing. I think it was funny for her to put it to the side for a second, be like, that's the way you should wear it. But it's not the way he should wear it. And he should have turned it back right away because it does look so goofy. It makes him look so dumb. And it's embarrassing in a way where it makes it look like an old person trying too hard to look young. And Uh then they're the joke. Yeah. And I remember thinking that in the moment, like, he needs to turn that around. But I just have this dumb smile plastered on my face because I know if I say anything, it'll turn into a thing like I'm being anti-Kendra if I turn it around so I'm just like like part of me in the moment I wanted to be ride or die and fix the hat for him so he doesn't look stupid yeah but I know I couldn't because I would be made to be anti-Kendra if I did not just on TV but by Hef yeah it would turn into a thing so then Barbie walks into fight night and I love how she's with a friend and her lower third billing when they write her name on the bottom of the screen it has her name and then it said Barbie's sex therapist friend I thought it said she was a doctor. No, it says Barbie's sex therapist friend. Unless they changed it on like a later... I have to watch my thing again because I swear they said doctor so-and-so. Well, it might have said doctor so-and-so, but underneath it, it said Barbie's sex therapist friend, which I thought was funny. (laughs) That's hilarious. But then she comes in and she's like, where, where is he? Where is he? But then she plops down on key slap, which I think is a little bit weird because Hef's only a few seats down. Do you think that was real time though? Can you see Hef in the same shot or did she come out earlier and maybe Hef wasn't down there yet? No, Hef was down there already. So she's just like warming herself up maybe. And you should see Dickie Bad's face. I mean, you've seen it. Dickie Dickie Bad's face in the background. He's like, whoa, what's happening here? (laughs) oh my gosh people always ask me about Keith too they're like what was Hef's brother like was he creepy and he was never creepy to me I always thought he was very much a gentleman and I always thought he was nice and he was very like refined like he was somebody who was an actor earlier in life and he was very like a trained theater actor had a very proper way of speaking yeah he seemed like a more the more like high class of the brothers in a way, just the way he acted. He was very active too. Like he would play tennis all the time yeah, at the mansion. Like, I was shocked that he passed away before Hef. Me too. Because Hef had a very sedentary lifestyle. Like even though he went out to the clubs and stuff, very sedentary lifestyle, constantly drinking Jack and Pepsi all day, no water. 
was not into like massages or any kind of like chiropractor, any kind of like additional medical things. But Keith was like so active and so healthy, but he passed away first, which I thought was so weird. It just goes to show you never know. Yeah. Do you remember Hypnotic? The drink? Yeah. Yes. Do they still make that? I don't know. I don't know if they make it, but Hypnotic was this, I don't even know what it was, some liqueur like drink. Like blue. It was blue yeah, it was liqueur. bright blue. And it was like the thing to drink at that time. Like, I think you can see us drinking it when we're out at the club in episode two. You can see us <laughs> drinking it at fight night. Hypnotic was the drink. Oh, they still make it. Oh. Surprise, Hypnotic surprise. is an alcoholic beverage. It is native to New York, but bottled in France by Heaven Hill Distilleries, made from fruit juices, vodka, and cognac. It is 34 proof and is available in over 70 countries. Yeah, it was a very early 2000s drink, and it's bright blue. So then once Barbie makes her way toward Hef, she's had a few drinks, looking a little tipsy, and she sits down right next to me, and I'm in between her and Hef, and they start talking. And I very nicely get up and let her sit next to Hef. Well, and I feel like they make it look like you're being bitchy, like trading places. But I feel like that's the natural thing to do. Like if somebody ha- wants to have like conversations and they're talking over you yeah. and stuff, like let's just switch. Like I feel like I would totally do that with people, but they try and make it look like it's a thing. Like oh you're making a statement. Like God. you get up and sit, you and Hef swap seats and you sit next to me and, and Hef sits next to her. Yeah, and you can tell they're trying to make it look they're trying so hard to make it look like there's this resentment between me and Barbie. But in reality, I'm very nicely just getting up and letting them talk. Right. I agree with that too. And I feel like Hef doesn't even want to talk at this point. Like Hef really truly loves fights and he really truly loved fight night. Uh And I feel like he really wanted to watch the fights. He has them once a year here in the backyard. (laughs) And she was like talking his ear off. And I I felt like he was like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, 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 yeah. And trying to keep like his eyes on the fight, but still trying to be polite. Yeah, I I don't know if anyone else felt that way too, but I mean, I wasn't paying attention. I didn't really care at the time, but watching it back on the the show, that's how I felt. I felt like, oh, he's he's really trying to watch the flights and he wants to just tell her, can you just be quiet while I watch the fights when he doesn't want to be mean? Yeah. And also, it's interesting because I am so salty in the commentary of this episode. So salty. Like when I went back and listened to the commentary, I was shocked at how salty I was because I don't now have any bad feelings toward Barbie and I didn't dislike Barbie then but I'm so salty in the commentary and I know I'm upset because of the way I've been set up in this episode and I was upset with the show and upset with the producers and I'm very salty at Barbie too in the commentary and I really shouldn't have been because it's not her fault she's just showing up and like playing her part doing her thing and I think she was cut to look bitchy and she didn't really mean to look bitchy but I'm so mad about it when we do this commentary yeah I don't think it's her fault yeah and it's just I'm kind of astounded at how mad I was doing this commentary and I think really because that was the first time I'd had a chance to speak out and tell like my side of the story versus the show yeah and well we kind of did we were able to speak out a little mm -hmm. bit and be like that's not how it was or this is how I really felt or whatever but we were also being edited by the producer who's sitting right there in the other room watching every word we say and like the lawyer yeah and we were still living at the mansion so we would have never said anything that we thought would have got us in trouble with Hef or anything like that 
So I felt like it was kind of my chance to say my piece a little bit. And I think back then, the reason I'm so salty with episode five is because back then I thought that was the worst episode for me. And I thought that was the episode where I'd been done the most dirty. And now looking back, I don't think it's the worst one from season one. Which one do you think is episode one? Episode one, because I think it just establishes me as being like wanting Kendra kicked out when that wasn't the case or wanting you know, being bitchy or not being welcoming and things like that. Yeah. But I didn't understand the gravity of that back then. And now I see how things have played out and what people take in from the show. And and now I look at episode five and I feel more bad for Barbie because I think she was done more dirty than anyone. But at the time, I really felt like I was being attacked by the show. Mm-hmm. I can see both of you feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little comment. I did notice Jillian Grace in this uh, episode. Oh, yeah. She's they haven't so introduced cute. her yet, but mm-hmm. I see her in there. She was a playmate for those who don't know who got discovered by Howard Stern. And then I was cringing when Kendra was screaming for Peyton Manning a million times. Yeah, it's really interesting because everybody from Hef to the producers to everybody wanted it to look like we were all so in love with Hef and never saw a future outside of Hef. I mean, down to the point where later on when you were doing egg retrieval, they didn't want to show that because oh, we're gonna get into they it. couldn't show you planning for a life after Hef. And also like in episode one, when it, where it pits me and Kendra against each other, where I'm saying, I think Hef should get rid of the other girls. And Kendra's like, I'm here to stay. I never felt that Kendra Kendra thought she was here to stay or that Hef thought she was here to stay. I think Hef thought she's here for a good time, not for a long time. Mm -hmm. I never felt like he was trying to keep her around extra long. It was never like that. But the show tried to make it look like we were all three planning on spending the rest of our lives there. And Holly's biggest conflict in life is how is she going to spend the rest of her life there alone when the other girls aren't budging? You know what I mean? When I don't think that's what any of us were thinking in real life. Right. I don't think so either. And I I think that later the show, uh, it was more of please stick around for the show. Yeah. Not so much for the relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm so salty in the commentary. And there's a point where Barbie is saying, I never put up with that. And in real life, I have no idea what Barbie was talking about. But the way it's cut in the show is they make it look like she's referring to the fact that Hef has multiple girlfriends and she would never put up with that. And in the commentary, I'm so angry. And I'm like, but you did put up with that. Like Hef was never, because as far as I know, Hef wasn't faithful to Barbie. Like, I've heard her talk in interviews in other, like, documentaries about how there was a double standard, how she was expected to be faithful to Hef, but he wasn't faithful to her. And I know that... Well, that was the same for us, so why wouldn't it have been true back then? Yeah, and I know that there was a thing that I've mentioned before where he had a whole other girlfriend in Chicago, and that was the reason for one of Hef and Barbie's breakups over the years. So I was so mad in commentary and I'm like, but he did cheat on you. And I think at the time, even though I'd seen how the show could be manipulative, I'm not as wise to it now. And I'm not as thoughtful about it as I am now. And like, well, I don't really know what Barbie said that in reaction to it could have been anything. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not really sure what she was talking about. Is Kendra giving someone a lap dance? It looks like it, but it swings over so fast. And I think it was like, was it Mini-Me? Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's who she was giving a lap dance to, but Mini-Me was like at that table. Or was it, was Ray Anthony standing right there? 
I don't remember. I don't think you could really see who she was shaking her butt in front of, but. I just feel like it was such a, a quick pan. <laughs> yeah. And it's just kind of random. Like, no hate. I'm not hating on lap dances. Like, give somebody a lap dance if you want. But it's just kind of, like, random and out of nowhere. And it's, like, a daytime event. It's like, Kendra giving somebody a lap dance. Yeah, I feel like I was, um, I mean, I enjoyed watching the fights. I mean, did you actually like fight night? No. Oh. <laughs> well, no, I, I liked the fight night because I thought it was fun to do ring girl stuff. Yeah. I thought it was fun to, like, sit there and have a drink and be outside and see everybody. Yeah. But I'm not really that into boxing i'm not super into it either but i feel like any sporting event like i can be into for a night like i like you know going to a game uh like nick and i go to hockey games here and there and stuff like i really enjoy it or a basketball game or a boxing night or whatever like i feel like i can even though like i don't know anything about this or anything like that i feel like i can really get into it for a night and like pick somebody i'm rooting for and like hope that person wins and cheer them on and stuff and yeah there's definitely something more fun about a sporting event rather than just the sport or watching it on TV, I think. Yeah. Um, but I remember sort of being into it and I remember being nervous about being a ring girl too, like, because you're on this bouncy, like trampoline type floor and you're in high heels and you're holding the sign above your head. So you've got to have good balance. There's like a trick to it. I don't want, I just want people to know that it's not just walking out there and like smiling, holding the sign. Like you're walking on in heels on this bouncy ass floor and trying to make all the corners, however many times you have to do Mm -hmm. it and smile and be like, please, my ankle don't give out or like twist or like fall over in this because that would be so embarrassing. I remember the first time I did it, I was kind of nervous. Like, am I doing this fast enough am I hitting because they really emphasize like you have to hit every corner Mm -hmm. but I didn't want to like take up too much time because it's a live broadcast yeah I remember being kind of nervous about that so I go up early and in the commentary I said I go up early because Barbie's saying all these comments and I don't want to sit there and listen to it yeah and I don't remember specifically what the comments were and I think that's in part because I remember this episode so well that it's all kind of a blur in my mind but also like me going up early for something like that is not out of bounds because usually Hef would go up early mm-hmm. and it was like he was just sitting out there talking with Barbie on camera and I just kind of felt like a third wheel so I went inside. Yeah. But I wasn't going inside like out of protest or because I thought Hef would follow me or anything like that. It was just, I felt kind of useless. So I went inside where it was warm. <laughs> and I think it was cold that day. It was cold. It always gets cold at night out mm-hmm. there. I love the shot of you looking out the window. Later when we're upstairs? Yeah. Oh, wait, is it me or is it my sister? I thought it was you, but maybe it's your sister. It was well, a really cute shot of like somebody looking out your window in pajamas. It might have been me at first, but then it's my sister who's like oh, yelling, funny. Kendra, Kendra. Oh, I thought that was like you. Like she was yelling like a million times and um, and I, Kendra didn't hear her. So <laughs> I don't even know why they left that in. It's weird. I feel like they left it in to make it look like Kendra was ignoring us, but I feel like it, there's no way she would have ignored us. Like she would have totally like been into that and like waved back. I think she did not hear us. Yeah. And you know what, going back to you going upstairs and stuff, like I don't feel like anyone would blame you for doing that. Yeah. Like you're I kind just, of being ignored. They're having their own conversation. Yeah, and I feel like I'm being set up by the cameras and I don't want to play into it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like by leaving too, like I'm giving them their space. Yeah. So there's this weird shot after fight night of Barbie and Hef in the library. 
it's a little bit awkward. Like I was oh, like, a little talk bit. about cringy. The, I was cringing at other things in this episode, but this this scene, I was really cringing. It's so cringy. It's a shot of Hef and Barbie in the library after fight night, and Barbie's like draped on him, and it looks like they're kind of slow dancing almost, but they're not really slow dancing. They're just kind of hanging on each other. He tries to give her a kiss at the start of the scene, he has that open mouth thing going on, but she gives him a hug instead. The frog mouth. But later they do kiss, but not like a romantic kiss. They like have a kiss. Mm-hmm. And, but that, that open mouth thing, when he was going in for a kiss, I was like, oh God, don't do it. Yeah. And then she hugged him and I was like, oh, I feel, I feel, I feel all the feels right now. And you know what I noticed about this scene is even though Barbie is quite a bit older than us, it still looks like there's a huge inappropriate age gap between her and Hef. Yeah, well, there which, is. Which there <laughs> is. But it's just so insane to think, okay, there's this crazy age gap between us and Hef that's inappropriate and creepy looking. But then Barbie, who's a generation older than us, there's still a creepy old age gap between Barbie and Hef. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And another thing, too, I was thinking, and I didn't think anything of it at the time like when I watched this episode I wasn't offended by that scene of Hef and Barbie in the library at all but looking back on it now considering the relationship Hef and I were in do you think that's inappropriate that they did that uh I didn't think so tell me why you do because and, and don't get me wrong guys like in the moment like back then I was very not happy about this Barbie situation because I felt like the show was setting me up but I didn't oh, genuinely was not jealous of Barbie like maybe jealous of some of the things she got to do like I wish my life with Hef was that fun yeah but not jealous in the current moment like I thought I was going to be left for her ever and in that episode I wasn't mad about that scene at all but I feel like the way Hef's and my relationships stood in 2005 when we filmed that scene and the way he spoke to me I think it's inappropriate he did that like I think it's not respectful of our relationship in hindsight the way he was speaking to Barbie no the way he just spoke to me on a day-to-day basis about how you know we're soulmates and blah 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 and granted like he's still in a relationship with you and Kendra but I still don't think that excuses more dilly-dallying in the corner you know what I mean but behind my back yeah but do you think that that was just like a setup goodbye for the show absolutely and I think that's why I wasn't threatened by it or anything in the moment but it's still an inappropriate thing for somebody how do I explain this like I get acting it out for the purpose of the show but is that an inappropriate thing to do in a the relationship we had at the time yeah Yeah, like I have to put it into like my own perspective. Like if I saw a video of Nick coddling an ex in a corner after I went upstairs and like hugging and kissing on that person, would I be okay with that? Probably not. I mean, it's a totally different relationship and situation because there's not multiple people, but like I feel like that's sort of the feeling that you're having there. Yeah, it's interesting. It's just so weird how at the time I didn't feel weird about it, but now I watch it and I go, that's kind of a dick move. And then they show me going in and Kendra says, I can't believe Bridget's going in. She says she doesn't know anybody down here and she's like making fun of me that I don't know yeah. all the celebrities uh-huh. and that kind of stuff. And it isn't even so much that, of course I know who Paint Man is or yeah. whoever else was down there. Um, I don't know a lot of the people. I don't know any of the professional boxers or football 
players or whoever else might have been there. But there was a few that I did know. But the difference was that I wasn't really interested in getting to know them. Like, yeah. there was no point. <laughs> it's not like I'm trying to date. So there was no reason for me to, like, hang out down there You're in the cold. You're not trying to mingle. No, I wasn't. And it was it was all, it wasn't like there was, like, fun women celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> it was all yeah. like male celebrities. So I was just like, yeah. And I had my brand new puppy upstairs and my sister who was yeah. over it. She's like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Cause she's cold and doesn't want to be out there and not into fights. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to go upstairs. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Another note I have is in my confessional interview, I'm doing my psycho smile because I knew that they were going to try to take anything I said in the interview and make it bitchy. So I would just plaster a smile on my face like I'm in a pageant and talk through the smile because I thought if I did that, they couldn't possibly make it negative. And really all it does is make me look like a complete psychotic. But I know what I was trying to do in the moment. I was like, maybe if I'm smiling, they can't make me look like a bitch. Well, one thing I did think was really cute was at the very end, Hef does come upstairs and you guys get the double ice cream cones in bed. I wonder if that was shot on the same day. I I don't know, but it was a cute way to end it. Yeah, I like the ice cream cones. (laughs) (laughs) I I wrote my notes, no um, pun intended, but it was a sweet ending. Yeah. You know what is interesting is they made Barbie look so bad, but she was always such a great sport coming back. Yeah, because it wasn't the last time we're going to see her. And I'm so curious how she felt about that. Like, was she just a super good sport the whole time and laughing about it and thought of it as like another acting job? Or was she ever like, oh, that wasn't what I was really like, Kevin, come on, you know? I think she probably did say that stuff and thought, you know, I'll go back on and redeem myself or I'll come back on and they, you know, won't show me this way or whatever but yeah so curious i think it's interesting too because it ends with you and have having ice cream cones in bed me with uh, my new puppy and my sister like hanging out in my room and kendra out partying again i feel like those are the three stereotypes that we are going to have the, the the entire time you're right I mean, my stereotype was kind of true because I really didn't have room to move. Like, even if I had wanted to be out there, like if there had been some kind of thing going on I was interested in and I wanted to be out there later, it would not have happened. Like, Hef would have been pissed. Like, no, you're coming into the room. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. I didn't think of that. That fits perfectly on our stereotypes. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, too, because you just saying that, too. I remember that picture you sent me the other day, and it was after AFIs, and we're in my room, and we're ordering food, and there's a picture where Hef comes in. But you can tell, I can tell in that picture, and I probably even remember, too, but it's like more of a feeling I get than an actual memory. I have the same feeling. And it's that Holly was hanging out in my room with, like, Crystal and Stacy and my sister and stuff, and we were having food after the AFI, but she wasn't in the bedroom fast enough, so Hef came in already in his pajamas going like what the fuck where are you and like pulling you out of the room but in the meantime we all took a picture together like Hef's just hanging out in my room having food with us but in reality that's not what was happening and that was really one of the major major things that ruined Hef's and my relationship and why I couldn't stay is I so desperately craved that girl time Mm -hmm. and I just couldn't have it and it was like right there in front of me taunting me like oh you could be in Bridget's room having slumber party with all the other girls and talking shit and whatever and you can't do it yeah sucked (laughs) and sometimes it's fun just to kind of unwind and talk about the night and all the people yeah especially after an event like that and this is you know afi this is back to the first episode but like 
you know, after an event like that, you want to talk about all the people you just saw and what everybody was wearing and yeah. what happened and, you know, all the different things of it and go through our duffel bags of the gift bag that we got and, like, compare things and just... You just want to, like you said, decompress and talk about everything over a glass of wine and some junk food and stuff. But if you were in there more than a few minutes, here he would come yeah. busting in being like, what are you girls doing in here? Yeah. Holly, aren't you coming to bed? I've been waiting for you. Yeah, so annoying. Okay, so now it's time for my favorite game. What is your favorite part of episode five? And if you could wave a magic wand, what would you change about episode five? Who wants to go first? (laughs) You go first. Okay, so um, what I would change is obviously the dynamic between Barbie and I, because Barbie was somebody who I always kind of looked up to, and I thought like her relationship with Hef looked like it was really fun and really cool from what I could tell, and I was interested in getting to know her better. And actually, we forgot to mention this, but in real life, of course, the show would never show this, but in real life, we were hanging out with Barbie late into the night and talking about ghost stories after filming. So... I wish that they would have shown my curiosity about Barbie and my welcomingness toward her and just more that and not set it up to be so catty. That's what I would change. Of course, they wouldn't have their whole plot for the episode, but that's what I'd change. And my favorite thing... Well, not only the episode, but I feel like they carried that on later on, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it was dumb. And even worse later on because they had to stretch it even further because I'm not giving them anything to work with as far as like hostility so it was just dumb dumb edits I think my favorite thing is obviously seeing Wednesday she was so cute but one thing I do kind of like toward the end even though I think it was weird from Hef's perspective that he kept all the footage of Kendra being so boisterous at the boxing match is I think for once me, you, and Kendra aren't pitted against each other. Oh, that's true. And that's nice. Yeah. Even though it had to be at the expense of me and Barbie, it shows Kendra being interested in something and we're fully supportive of it and we're not trying to compete and we're doing our own thing and you're doing your own thing with Wednesday and your sister. Yeah. I'm not really doing my own thing, but I think that's it. I think obviously my favorite part of the show is Wednesday being cute, but also I like that we're not pitted against each other. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, my default is always going to be Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited to see her. Um, but I also think one of my favorite parts is going out on that balcony. Because oh, yeah, that, was, that was such an, a memorable thing for me when I think back on stuff that I really enjoyed at the mansion and doing the balcony shout outs was always so fun to me. It had kind of the feeling of, like I always imagine if you grew up with rich parents who threw lavish parties in your home and you were a kid sneaking out of your room and looking over the balcony, <laughs> like it had that kind of feel. Yeah. Um, so I think that was probably my favorite part. If I could change anything, uh, that's really tough for me because I feel like in this episode, it was, there's nothing really about me in this episode. Very little. I feel like I'm just kind of there. I know what you could change if you're really looking for something to change better camera quality when they're like with you at the airport and stuff. (gasps) Oh my God, I'm not even thinking about the whole episode. I'm only thinking about the second half. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, yes. Okay, start over. (laughs) So if if I could change one thing, it would probably be um, 
it would probably be the all the footage at the airport and everything because that was a really special moment in my life and should have been um, captured really well. And instead, it was rushed and with bad photography and bad lighting yeah. after a really stressful, long weekend. And I know we've already talked about it, so I don't need to rehash it that much. But I just feel like it was a very important scene that just wasn't given much thought. Yeah. And there's going to be another one in the next episode. So <laughs> Yeah, totally. I'm going to vent again. I'm, I'll be venting about that again. So, yeah. yeah, it was really bad. And I just think that um, that was very poor uh, choices on the executive producer's half to not see the importance of that scene and what's coming up in the next episode. Yeah, for sure. So we are excited to get back with you guys next week. Be sure and go to our podcast and rate and review. I'll subscribe if you're not subscribed already. And we will see you next week. Yeah, also, don't forget we have a Patreon now. So go to patreon.com slash girlsnextlevel and check it out because you guys have asked for so much more content and we are giving you a whole bunch more on Yeah, there. you can see the video version of this podcast and all kinds of stuff. You guys, we are so excited. We're doing our very first live podcast with Moment. We're doing it February 9th. It's called Blind Date with the Blind Items. We are going to be going over every blind item and urban legend related to Playboy or Girls Next Door. We'll be debunking, confirming, elaborating on these things, everything you've wanted to know. So you can get tickets at moment.co slash girlsnextlevel and we will see you there. Bye guys.